this is probably like take number 752 but um let's get into it what is up guys thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast episode of the talking walk with your podcast so it's neat i just thank you for the love and support that you guys are always showing and you know being here uh just listening to my voice yet again even though it might get annoying sometimes i appreciate you guys thank you for the love and support um i did take a little break because the beginning of february end of january was in the same week and i wanted february to have its own opening have its own little segment and that being for that february is black history month and black history month and season six kind of tying together so well because this month we're focusing on the influencers african-american pioneers and everybody that's paved the way for us to make it and by us i mean because the fight wasn't just for black people there were white people there were asians there were europeans there was in uh native americans there was a whole bunch of people fighting alongside black people while at the same time fighting a fight for themselves and it was black history month is to recognize those who have shown and given example for what it is to be yourself to be creative and do what you want to do but at the same time how how to deal with adversity and how to continue to push through when there's people on the other side that are knocking you down. And one thing I want to kind of focus on is that we're not focused this month. I don't want to focus on the well-known African-Americans like Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, Malcolm X. I don't, I don't want to focus on them because they get enough in the month itself, but to focus on, those underrated, those under the spotlight people, such as Madam C.J. Walker. And although Madam C.J. Walker is still a big name, she doesn't get the recognition that she deserves. Madam C.J. Walker was a hairstylist. And not only that, but she was the first African female American to become a multimillionaire. And that's the reason why you have your Oprah's. That's the reason why you have your Wendy Williams. That's the reason why you had your, you have your Sherry, your Jennifer Hudson's because of people like her that have paved the way and made it possible to say this is how I did it and that's the point of um that's the point of black history month they made it easy for us so now our job is to make it easier for the next generation and when i think about it i think that this podcast is black history in itself because i might not be the most well known podcast host i might ha- have my name on billboards i might not have plaques that identify me as a great but at the end of the day when i'm old and gray there is going to be someone younger that comes along that listens or there's going to be teachers that come along and say hey this is this this is nathaniel larrier this is a podcaster an author an entrepreneur an influencer that made success out of what he had and in his different and creative ways black history is not about who's most famous it's about who made it to where life became easier for them and who makes it so that we can make life easier for those after us and that's what black history month is about 
Uh, so, like I said, this month, I'm bringing new faces. I'm bringing new names, new influencers, people that you probably didn't know that you didn't, you don't think of on the regular and just people that are underrated and deserve a little bit more to their name. So without further ado, I mean, let's just get into it because once you go black, you never go back. Starting with the poem of the day, which is by Langston Hughes. And I love Langston Hughes so much. He's such a creative writer. He's the reason why I write the way that I do, because he expresses his ways, his self in so many ways that are not to the normal English grammar. And the poet um, in the introduction, it says that too. But he's just so particular about the way that he writes that he writes to. Well, he wrote, let me say that he wrote so that his people could understand him from his time. But at the same time, he wrote that when it was passed down to generations to generations, it would still have an influence and a mark on those who read it now. And that's why I love him so much is because I write so that, yes, now people that read my poems, people that read my writing, they're able to connect to it now. But at the same time, 30 years from now, people are still able to connect, but in different ways to the way that they live then or the way that they'll live then to the way that I lived now. Um, so the poem by Langston Hughes is titled Still There. And a little introduction about it. Langston Hughes, 1902-1967, had a lonely childhood, but he was raised by his grandmother who had a love for literature. So Hughes turned to books during the lonely years. This poem shows that even through the hardships of life, it's possible to keep pushing forward. In this poem, Langston Hughes does not follow the rules of grammar, but that adds to the frazzled feel of the poem's con content. And the poem goes like this. I've been scarred and battered, my hopes that the wind done scattered. Snow has frizzed me, sun has baked me. Looks like between them, they done tried to make me. Stop laughing, stop loving, stop living. But I don't care, I'm still here. I feel like this relates so much to season six and to the journeys that we take because the first line already in this poem, it compares... Langston Hughes and what has happened to him. And although he doesn't go into description of exactly what it is, but he puts it in a manner that you're able to understand and feel that if this was you, you'd understand. I've been scarred and battered. You know, in our journeys, there's going to be times where we're going to be rattled. There's going to be times where it's just, we're shaken up to the point that it's like, I don't know where to go. My hopes that the wind has done scattered. The wind being just natural life, just natural human beings, natural obstacles that come and go that are going to shake you up. Looks like between them, they done tried to make me. You know, there's going to be times where people are going to tell you who you are. There are going to be times where people are going to tell you what you're not. And it's up to you to kind of block that out and continue pushing. It's up to you to get to that destination as we, in the last podcast episode, that, you know, you make it to your peace, you make it to your happiness. 
There are going to be times where they tell you to stop loving. There are going to be times where they tell you to stop laughing. There's going to be times where they tell you that you're not good. There's going to be times where they just want you to break down and give up. But you have to be able to say, I don't care. I'm still here because at the end of the day, when somebody asks you about your journey, what you want to do is look them in the eyes and say, through it all, no matter what happened, I continue to push. I continue to make a move because that's why I'm still here. And I love this poem so much um, because it just describes journeys so well. It describes what it takes to be the better you, but at the same time, understanding that there's obstacles for a reason. It's just a matter of how you go through those obstacles. And that was Poem of the Day, still here by Langston Hughes. On to the next thing, uh, which is the topic. And I feel like this person just relates to me so much because of who he is and what he has done. Somebody that I didn't know until I was doing my research, but at the same time, it's kind of like a give and take because of what exactly he did. And uh, I just. I thank him for that, and that's Jack Leroy Cooper. Uh, and we're going to learn a little bit about him. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit about him. Jack L. Cooper is widely acknowledged as the first African American radio broadcaster. Cooper, born in Memphis, Tennessee, on September 18, 1888, was the youngest of ten children. He was raised in a poor single-parent home, and the age of ten, quit school and moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, to work at his racetrack. Aside from his work at the racetrack, Cooper worked a number of odd jobs as a teen and was a successful boxer, winning the Ohio Negro welterweight title in the late 1910s. Cooper began his entertainment career as a dancer and a comic on the Theater Owners Booking Association, a popular African-American Vanderbilt circuit in the 1920s and 1930s. Here he met his first wife, Estelle Mansfield, Madame Lamar Cooper and they created the Cooper and Lamarck Music Company. Cooper's entry into the radio was not due to his early career as an entertainer, but to his work as a journalist. While he toured with Madame Lamarck Cooper, he wrote for black newspapers in Memphis and in Annapolis, Indiana. In 1924, this led to the position of the assistant theater editor and influential Chicago defender in Chicago, Illinois. Cooper wrote a weekly column, Cooper's Chatter, and the newspaper selected him to help open up its new Washington, D.C. office in 1925. Later that year, the producer of the show on WCAP in Washington, D.C. hired Cooper to help write and perform comedy skits based on Negro dialects. The show, although successful, required Cooper to perform a sort of radio minstrel show aimed to at white consumers where his role was creatively mock African-American language. Because of these restraints, Cooper quit his job at the WCAP and returned to Chicago with the goal of creating a radio program that would attract a black audience. Cooper developed an idea for a weekly variety show, but had no luck finding a station that would take his show. In 1929, Joseph Silverstein, owner of WSBC, a lower power station that catered mainly to Chicago's large immigrant population, agreed to air Cooper's The All Negro Hour. At the start, the all-Negro hour focused on live music and Vanderbilt comedy, but gradually incorporated the comedy serials, humorous skits that followed the same characters each week that were popular in the era. In the coming years, Cooper developed into a radio mongol, 
Cooper popularized playing records on the radio. He built his own radio studio and created a radio advertising agency, which profited from the advertisements of black and white entrepreneurs as well as local entertainers who purchased airtime. By the late 1940s, Cooper produced over 40 hours of radio each week on four radio stations. His programming also diversified. Cooper produced religious shows such as Know Your Bible and public affairs shows in coordination with both the Chicago Defender and the Pittsburgh Carrier. At his peak in the late 1940s, Cooper commanded the largest black radio operation in America and earned over 200000 per year. His success laid the groundwork for generations of black radio personalities. Jack O. Cooper died on January 12, 1970 in Chicago, 2012. Cooper was posthumously inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. And that alone is enough to say why he means so much to me more now, not only because I didn't know about him then, but because of the impact, and the reason I said that it's kind of given why he's so influential is because there's always a, in African-American history, I feel like there's always a first for something. And he was the, he was the first radio podcast host, or he was the first radio influencer, I should say. And now you look at it and you see all these different podcast hosts that are African-Americans if it wasn't for him stepping out on faith and being able to take the nose that he had gotten, we wouldn't have so many. We wouldn't have the personalities that we have on the radio. We wouldn't have the Breakfast Club. We wouldn't have Steve Harvey. We wouldn't have Wild Now. We wouldn't have all these different black authors that have developed the knowledge from authoring to podcasting to podcasting and authoring because not only was he a podcast and radio personality but he he was also a journalist and i thank him so much for that because he has now pioneered a way for me to do what i love and be comfortable in it and not worry always not always worry about what others are thinking because at the end of the day there is going to be people that like your podcast and people that don't. There's going to be people that like your work and there's going to be people that not. But what matters is as long as you are satisfied with the effort and the amount of work that you put in, you are going to make success. And that is what Jack L. Cooper was all about. And I thank him for that. Um, it's... It's really cool to know that there is so much that we don't know. And what I mean by that is because without looking that up, I would have never known that. I would have known that there was an African-American that became the first radio personality. But there, I wouldn't have known that there was someone so much like me and the journey that I'm taking. And it just makes me feel very comfortable to know that I'm on the right path, whatever that looks like.
going on to the next segment, which is the daily news. Um, this one is nationwide. Uh, and again, it deals with the black history. Uh, I found it on the shade room and I guarantee there's probably more on it, but I'm just going to read it from the shade room post. California legislative black caucus announces that 2024 reparations priority bill package. It's the start of black history month and they are not wasting any time when it comes to getting those reparations in the state of California. On Wednesday, the California Legislative Black Caucus announced 14 reparation bills that are part of the 2024 reparations priority bill package. According to The Hill, the 14 bills are categorized under the topics of education, civil rights, criminal justice reform, business and health. CLBC Chair Lori Wilson said, while many only associate direct cash payments with reparations, the true meaning of the word to repair involves much more. As laid out in the report, we need to we need a comprehensive approach to dismantling the legacy of slavery and its systematic racism. It's noted the first step in laying out the pro, the pro, uh, the propist It's noted that first step in laying out the proposed package is a resolution that recognizes the harm and subsequent bill that requests a formal apologies by the governor and the legislator for the role that the state played in human rights civil rights violation and crimes against humanity and African slaves and their descents. I think that is that's definitely a push to where many of the African Americans back in the day wanted us to see. And as she said, it's reparations are meant to repair damage. They're not, it's not always cash. So to know that they're trying to evolve or upgrade many different areas with those reparations is it's, it's good because that's what we need. And again, it's not, it's not just for the black people. It's, it's yes, it's associated to the black people, but at the end of the day, w- once we can get past the black and white, then we can get to everybody. And I think that's the main purpose of what this is, is we have to get past that white people have the upper hand when it comes to education. But now we're going to give it to black people. No, it's let's give the black people as much of the upper hand as white people do. Because when that happens, then we can collectively come together and make so many more great ideas. And so the state of California is taking that step. They're taking that move to become the great and reformed America that many of those back in the day wanted to see. And last but not least, the black of the black topics all. Uh, This segment is just kind of dealing with looking at the African-American, the black community itself. Um, And this one is a little sad one, but I I did want to bring it out there, but only because I remember looking at watching his movies and watching um, just 
be him. And that is former football player and legendary actor Carl Weathers passed away at 76. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's most known for his um, his roles in Rocky. But I know him not only for Rocky, but for his roles as a cop in Blue Bloods and the different. I, I also believe uh, Chicago, he did appear in Chicago PD a couple of times. Uh, again, I got this from the Shade Room, too. Most most news I get is from the Shade Room, and then I go and look it up. But the Shade Rooms uh, posted a post, and uh, under the comment section it says, We are sending our deepest condolences to the loved ones of the legendary actor Carl Weathers in a wake of news of his passing. According to the deadline, Carl's family released a statement Friday announcing his passing, saying, We are deeply saddened to announce the passing of Carl Weathers. He died peacefully in his sleep on Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Carl was an exceptional human being who lived an extraordinary life. Through this contribution to film, television, the arts of sports, he has left an indiable mark and recognized worldwide and across generations. He was a beloved brother, father, grandfather, partner, and friend. Carl is mostly known for his role of Apollo Creed in Rocky series, as well as other films such as Action Jackson, Happy Gilmore, and many others. We're keeping Carl's loved ones lifted in prayer during this difficult time. Uh, he, there's nothing more to, but to say of how amazing of an actor he was and the things that he did. But it's just, you know, when time flies, time flies. And when God says it's time to go, it's time to go. So we thank him for the impact that he's had and the influences that he's made. And we just asked that there's another Carl Weathers out there somewhere that is able to do the things that he did and impact the way that he did. So from Carl Weathers to California to Jack L. Cooper to still here, I thank you for listening. I thank you for taking the time to listen to another podcast episode of the Talking Block with Nathaniel Larrier. I appreciate you. I love you. This isn't the last one. This isn't. We got a lot more black coming through. So stay tuned and just enjoy this month. Learn something about somebody. And I mean that for everybody, whether you are black, white, African, American, uh, whether you're European, Asian, Native American, learn something because there might be something that you didn't know about your people that you learned. And also just celebrating those of the black community as they're growing and becoming better in this world uh, as a community. So I thank you. I love you. And I can't wait to see you all next time.